Making the jump from industry to intellectual property. I'm Ben Chapman, a patent attorney at Cartmels and Ransford, and today I'm joined by my colleague Dan Gowdy, a patent attorney who works in our engineering and tech group. Before joining the patent profession, Dan worked in industry as an engineer, and today I'll be talking about why he made the jump to intellectual property and how he's found it. So, Dan, welcome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me. So, Dan, would you be able to just, I don't know, could be a talk through your career from your degree onwards and how you've got here? Yeah, of course. I trained as an electrical engineer. I went to university in America, so I'm sure you can hear a bit of the accent coming through. Um, And I graduated all the way back in 2013. So when I left university, it seemed like a fairly straightforward track to go straight to industry. I know there's quite a lot of job opportunities, particularly in the field of electronics in which I specialized. And so I started working, uh, worked for a firm for about three years doing consumer electronics, mainly on lighting controls, and then decided to make the move over to the UK for family reasons, but was also then working in industry on this side of the pond as well. So I was working Mm. for an aerospace company, also doing electronics, but not on the consumer side, more on the industrial aerospace design side. And that takes us up to about early 2017 when I was considering the next stage of my career and perhaps where that would take me. And I'm sure we'll get into that in a second, but that led me down the route to moving to London, joining Cartmels and Ransford as a trainee patent attorney and have very recently finished the qualification process. So I'm I suppose a full, full-fledged patent attorney now. Wow! And congratulations on that. I think we all Thank know. Thank you very much. It's a challenging step getting through those exams. Um, so, what was it that motivated you to move from the industry into the legal sector? It was a couple of different things. The, I suppose, the main thing is, I had always been interested in a broader range of subject matter at school from a very early age. I I liked science. I'm very interested by science and sort of the theoretical side of science was always quite fascinating. So that sort of from an early age led me into engineering. And then when I started working, let's just say I was underutilizing some of the other sort of softer skills that I had also enjoyed. I mean, I took languages throughout university I quite liked writing, speaking, um, perhaps the more social aspect of the job that made me slightly a bit of an outlier, I suppose, Mm. with other more classical engineers. And so I, in the back of my head, was thinking whether or not this was the right career for me. Uh, I will preface this with I really did enjoy engineering. Mm. I think there are some benefits, and I think it is it is a good fit for certain people. Um, the other thing is there are some environmental factors, I suppose, that made law quite interesting to me. I wanted to live in a big city. That wasn't as much of an opportunity for someone who did hardware design. Those jobs are particularly located in, in places that I wasn't thrilled about living. 
Mm. And so it is part of the discussion of what you want your life to look like and where you want to be. And joining a profession that I would get to utilize my technical ability whilst also meeting the other things that I was looking for out of life was a good fit. And I, to be honest, I, I did stumble into this job a bit. Uh, I think that's, that is the story of quite a few people who end up in this profession. Um, but I stumbled into it and then wasn't expecting to like it perhaps as much as I did. And that has allowed me to stay and stay quite happily in the profession. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, well, how did you find out about being a patent attorney as a career then? It is something that I had always considered back in university where they talk about the things you can do with an electronics degree. You know, there were people who had branched off to go into neuroscience, for example, people who had branched off to go into medical school, people who had branched off to go to law school. And for all the reasons I said earlier, law school sounded interesting. It sounded like I would get to use this other part of my brain sort of in combination with the technical side. Truth be told, when I was looking into these jobs, I was actually looking for paralegal jobs because my experience as an American was that I would need to go to law school. And the plan was to go to law school, perhaps do that in America and look for a job. I'd become a bit disenfranchised with industry. And so perhaps something that would bridge the gap to bolster my CV. And it wasn't until I started looking into those sorts of jobs, I realized that this apprenticeship of sorts that we bring people on without legal experience and train them up Mm. was really, I suppose, interesting to me. And there was a fear of if I had returned to the States, gone through three years of law school, thrown away quite a bit of money, and then after the fact found out that I didn't like the job, that would have been an investment and perhaps a very bad investment where here, and I'm very grateful that I do like the job, you're brought on, you go through a probationary period, and I got to see whether the job was a good fit for me. And mm. I do appreciate that quite a lot of the job is shroud in mystery. So it, it's, it's, it was hard for me to tell whether or not I would like it. And so the ability to start working almost immediately was, was a great boon. Mm. I think it's worth saying, Dan, it's it's not just an American perspective that makes you think that. I think a lot of people who are thinking of moving into the law, who've come from a science background or are working in a technical job, would naturally assume they'd have to go and retrain and requalify before they even got stuck into a career. And I think you're right. The Describing it as a sort of apprenticeship is quite accurate, really. You get taken on, you start the job and you really learn what you're doing at the coalface of patent attorney work, as it were. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting job to try and describe to Americans because of their quite rigid, you go to law school program. And so I think apprenticeship was the word that I fell on that seemed to capture what the first few years of the job entailed. Um, it's also interesting talking to solicitors in the UK and telling them that you don't have to reapply for the job. So it's not quite a training contract. You know, you are an employee, you're getting all the support associated with being an employee. Exams are clearly important for becoming qualified, but first and foremost, you have a job. And I sort of, I liked that Mm. as opposed to 
there didn't seem as much of a stress to prove yourself or if you were to to drop one of the exams, which can happen, you, I wasn't going to be fired. It was it was very much my own professional development and the firm was supporting me in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The, the, the qualification, the exams are almost something that happens in parallel to training and getting better at the job. You're there doing the job and taking on more responsibility and more autonomy. And at the same time, you're qualifying to meet those legal requirements that you'll ultimately need to get to. But your day-to-day work is is very much supervision and training on the job. Right. How have you found it over the past four years since you've joined Cartmills? What's what's the jump from industry been like? I really enjoy working with the people at this firm. I think part of that is there is a bit of a type of person who <laughs> who has the technical background, technical expertise to to be able to come through the door, but also has social skills and an interest in sort of a broader sphere than I suppose the extreme would be an academic researcher who's dedicating their life to something. Um, I think the social aspect can't be understated because you were brought on in a cohort of sorts. Mm. And I've made some of the best friends in my life just by going through a shared experience together in a way that it was quite easy to get that in university for a lot of people, but perhaps not as easy to get that in your professional life. So the structure of the firms and particularly Cartmel's, I found that really advantageous and there was quite a huge support structure. In context of the actual workload, um, I probably have a bit of a unique experience because most people that I started with, this perhaps was their first professional job and first professional job out of university. And so I think there was a slight adjustment of figuring out sort of how to work in a law firm. There was a level of thoroughness, which perhaps wasn't as important in group projects and engineering. Mm. because you had a team and things were sort of running in parallel. So there was a lot of adjustment to the independent work as well as the, I suppose, persnickety nature of law, which I do find interesting, but it is an adjustment. Yeah. Sort of the the hyper-analysis of individual words that I, I perhaps hadn't really appreciated before. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's worth saying, it's interesting you're saying the difference between working on projects as part of a larger group. Um, Pattern law is quite interesting because you come in and you tend to be given responsibility for a case or at least a particular piece of work. And it's very much you're holding the pen, you know, you, you take that and you have that revised and checked by the person who's supervising you. And the more junior that you are, the more edits they tend to make to it. But it's very much you're responsible for a particular piece of work. Yeah, I would say I, I did find that in industry I did have, I was trusted to work independently. That being said, there's a a level of detail where you are the only person working on this case. You are You are expected to become the expert quite quickly. And just by reading a document. And that 
I find interesting. There's a level of constant learning in the job that I always find interesting. And I'll sort of contrast that with what I found industry. And I worked in consumer electronics, which might have the time from someone thinking of an idea to bring that to market might be anywhere from six months to three years, I suppose, depending on the complexity of the product and how much work needs to go into it. And that is quite a fast-paced environment, but you are quite focused on that project for a few years. I also then worked for aerospace where that lead time was 10, 20, 30 years for things because of sort of the rigorous safety testing. And that, personally, I, I didn't like that. I think some people can dedicate their lives to a problem. And I I found that I got bored quite quickly. And so patent law is interesting because it's even faster paced. You know, I, I will I will receive a piece of work which I'm to do, and it might take anywhere from two hours to 15 hours. And I I can put all of my work into that, invent interesting arguments, learn aspects of technology that I perhaps wasn't familiar with before picking up this case. Mm. And then I will do that work and send it off. And there might be then a few months until I, I receive that response back. So I'm constantly juggling 10, 20, 30 cases and all of them have different technologies. All of them are quite quick. So the variety in this job is fairly unparalleled. I think when you think about patents and how long it takes them to grant, you think about the sort of multi-year process of getting a patent granted. But because you're doing loads of different cases in parallel and it's bundled up into these discrete stages of doing particular responses and that sort of thing while you're prosecuting it, you get to see lots of different things and also at the same time see them evolve over, a, you know, the course of a couple of years. So it's it's an interesting timescale that you're working to. Right. And then in terms of the similarities with your work in industry, I mean, are there any skills that you picked up there that you feel like you've carried over and have helped you since you started? Being able to technically understand an issue exists in in both fields. And then what happens once you technically understand that issue is being able to describe it back to someone. Mm. And there's a level of understanding required, even in industry, to take on information, understand it, and then present it. Because if you can't if you cannot make your manager understand the technical things that you're doing, then you're going to struggle. I think that's perhaps something that engineers in industry don't spend enough time doing. Mm. I think the successful engineers do. But that's something that is is quite important in patent law is I will read something, I will become an expert, but if I can't if I can't explain it in writing well enough to convince a patent examiner whose English might not be their first language, if I can't write in a convincing enough way where the person reviewing my work can understand it and agree with my arguments, then that's it's going to be quite a difficult path. 
And so the technical the technical language and the technical expertise is definitely shared. I, I, I get a lot of I get a variety of work, but I do get quite a lot of electronics work. And I find that as someone from industry, I, I look at things and I can understand them quite quickly. And I perhaps can understand the context of these inventions. You know, they, they don't feel as abstract to me. They feel like I, I can understand how they would have possibly been designed and arrived at this point. Mm. So understanding what they're doing, perhaps what the commercial implications of that are, and then being able to describe that to a lay person, I think is, is quite an important skill that yeah. people work on quite a lot at the job. Yeah. It's quite an important part of the job, I suppose, to take on the information, to explain it and explain the technical side, because before you can even get into the legal issues, you have to be able to really explain the technical issues to, you know, the the patent examiner that you're trying to convince. Yeah. And I, I will preface this with, I perhaps don't have the most elegant prose of all time. I'm not using legalese words everywhere and I actually have supervisors comment on how colloquial my style is but I've also had that being reflected to me as a as a positive for mm. the reasons said before if you can if you can explain how a transistor works but you can explain that in a way that is simple that is almost more advantageous than being able to recite a bunch of highly technical specifications from wikipedia so yeah being able to generalize an abstract technology and then use that to argue about the validity of your patent becomes quite a good skill to hone. And then in terms of the skills you've developed since joining the profession, I mean, what what's the what's the main ways you've heard in which you've developed since starting as a patent attorney and training up? My oral and written communication skills have all significantly improved. Mm. I think that's a virtue of some incredible training, some incredible mentors and review partners who are helping guide you to to a style of writing and speaking that is advantageous for the firm. But they are the softer skills are greatly improved by working in a in a patent firm. And I, I feel more confident in my writing skills. I feel more confident in the work that I send out. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting, Dan, that you've highlighted developing your sort of written um, and oral communication skills. As part of the job, I feel like over the, you know, I've got a few more years on you, but not that many, but a few more. A really interesting part of the job has been working with different people and developing a style as well and i think that's a really exciting part of it yeah i would agree with that because as you say i mean some people have a more colloquial style some people are a lot more formal and it's just as you work with different people you you kind of realize that all these different styles are things that people use and different ways of approaching it yeah i i would say this is an advantage of the mentorship program that Cartmel's uses. So 
there are firms out there, patent other patent attorney firms, which will have a one-to-one relationship for work. So that would mean you'd have a partner perhaps get a portfolio of work and he passes that to one individual and this individual worked directly with that partner. And I'm not going to lie, that has some advantages. Mm. But the way Cartmails distributes work is that I will receive work from five, six, seven people, each on different cases. I think that gives you not only a broader brush of an exposure to subject matter, but it also gives you a broader brush of exposure to different people's styles. And I think that's a very advantageous learning tool because you might see people who write quite differently from you and you can adopt some of those techniques into your own work. You might see people that work quite similarly to you and that actually helps you refine your technique as well. That level of exposure to different people is so long as you can balance your workload and manage your own capacity effectively i think it's it can only be considered a positive mm, that's so true dan i'm just looking at the time and uh realize that we're running out of time so i guess i'd just like to say thank you for joining me um it's been really interesting to hear about your experience and you know your experience of the job over the last couple of years um but before you go i've got i've got one last question that i ask everybody that we have on the show and that's if you had to pick one thing, what's your favorite part of being a patent attorney? I really like the level of independence, the level of intellectual curiosity, and the level of, or excuse me, the the client interactions are also Mm. quite valuable. I am quite extroverted so being able to engage with clients particularly smaller clients i find quite interesting and it's it's nice nurturing these relationships for people who are coming to us for a service and and giving them a good service feels Mm. nice and perhaps it feels better when you know the person that you feel like you're doing a good job for them that sort of client relationship management i i really like the independence is also lovely. I, I know you spoke earlier, Ben, about walking in on your first day and being trusted with cases and getting to do a lot of independent work. That is also quite nice. You are treated, you're, you're trusted and you're treated very well. I think that is an advantage. And, and as part of that comes... I don't know what the firm's going to look like in the post-pandemic years, but there's been quite a lot of freedom with particularly working hours. I know that I have been working more in the evenings because I am a bit more of a night owl and the firm hasn't seemed to, as of yet, had a problem with that. So um, I don't want to commit to that here and what the firm's going to look like, but there's being able to do your own work do your own work to your own time Mm. and then having the intellectual curiosity of a variety of work. Those are the main aspects of the job that I think make this a job worth having. That's really well said. Well, 
thanks again dan um thank you so much for your time thank you and uh thank you for listening to discover ip we hope you'll join us again soon for more insights into the career path of a patent attorney so do subscribe wherever you usually get your podcasts and if you'd like to find out more about a career in ip or just want to get in touch then you can contact us at recruitment at cartmills.com. Mm-hmm.